You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breaking News Packers podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist. Whatever, Pack Daddy Ryan. Today, today, today is officially the day Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the New York Jets and the compensation, boys and girls. Ooh, baby, it's sweet. All that talk, all that talking. I, I don't know. I let's put it this way. I don't know what the general temperature out there is. It seems from what I've seen in the last five minutes uh, since this trade went down that um, people generally seem pretty happy. Packer fans, that is. This, to me, first of all, hilarious. So let's do this. Let's slow down. (laughs) Here is the compensation. So many people posting nonsense that is not helpful. Um, Via Adam Schefter, and this this is subject to change. We'll see. Maybe there's a little bit here and there. I don't know. I'm guessing this is in its totality. They're going to package this. I mean, they want it to be packaged and sent out properly. So I'm guessing this is it in its entirety. Trade camp compensation per sources. The Jets will get Aaron Rodgers, pick 15, a 2023 fifth round pick, number 170. The Packers will get pick 13. A 2023 second round pick, pick 42, which is their first second round pick. A sixth round pick, number 207. And then a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of plays. So we get a potential first round pick next year that has nothing to do based on his retirement or anything like that. He has to come back in order for us to get it, which I guess I don't know how that would have worked out. But I guess if he retired in January, then we would lose it or something. But this is 65% of his 2023 play. So unless he gets injured and misses almost half the season, we are getting a first-round pick next year also. Let's just say that is the most likely outcome. So anyways, I went to the NFL trade chart. I say the as though there's one. There isn't just one, but I picked one and I went with it. And the outcome was somewhat hilarious. So if we look at it, and if you go from pick 13 to pick 15, we gain 100 points in value. It's not that big of a deal. It's about a late third-round pick. Then you add in pick 42, which is 480 points worth of value. Then you subtract our fifth round pick, which is uh, 30.6. I just called it 30. Then we assume next year is going to be a first, but I don't know. And I subtracted at the back of the first round. This year there's only 31, so I went with 600. It's probably slightly less than that. I don't know. But I subtracted 600. Do you know what the value of all that is when you just add it up? It is exactly 1,150. Do you know what the value is of pick 13? It's 1,150. We've been saying this whole time that Gutekunst wants to get pick 13. The value of pick 13 is 1,150. We've been talking about the possibility of maybe just getting the the two second round picks this year and saying that's entirely fine. Now that would come out to pick 17, but it would still be acceptable. 
Now, this is just how it's generally calculated. Assuming it's a first-round pick, the odds that they end up getting pick 31 are relatively slim. Even if they go to the playoffs and get eliminated in the first round or whatever, and are at pick 19, that's 870 uh, worth of value, which is 275 more than the 600 that I estimated, which would bring the value in total of this package up to this year's pick 8. But again, it just freaking hilarious. And you're telling me, you can't tell me they're not using this exact, <laughs> this is the Jimmy Johnson, which is the old one that nobody really likes, but whatever. You can't tell me that this is basically exactly it, right? So I don't know where Jets fans are at. I saw one article, every single comment said the Packers got fleeced or whatever. I'm guessing these are people who have not been involved in the conversations and have no idea what's been happening this entire time because this is more than what has been being estimated since day one, with the exception of the wild swinging estimations of all this kinds of stuff. But it's generally been considered less than pick 13, maybe close to, but slightly less than. This is exactly pick 13. Now, again, we don't know the exact value because we don't know if it'll be a second or a first. And if it's a first, we don't know exactly where it lands. But again, I'm assuming it's a first. And I'm also assuming they're not going to win the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be better than pick 13 when this is all said and done. Another fantastic point that was brought up by Angry Mike Packers for the win at Angry underscore Packers. It's amazing he got that because there's about a thousand people that could uh, rock that uh, Twitter ad. Who is stomping upstairs? I yelled, but I don't think they heard me. Angry Mike says... If Rodgers doesn't play 65% of plays in 2023, that 2024 second-round pick will be high since the Jets quarterback will be starting Wilson or Boyle at quarterback. Win-win. Almost guarantees late first-round value. That's true. I mean, honestly, what are the odds they get not a top-10 pick? If Rodgers misses half the season, they will have a top-10 pick, which means we will get a top-10 pick in the second round. Worst-case scenario, in my opinion. Now, maybe they go out and swing for somebody. I don't even know who that would be to try to turn their season around and maybe Rodgers goes undefeated or all this. But odds are, I, there's better odds that they get the first pick than they're outside of the top 10 if Rodgers misses half the season. It's very funny. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go through and see where people are at. Um, I mentioned there were only three comments on this article from 3013. They all said the Jets. Going through the comments over on PFF, it says, who won the trade? In the long run, the Packers. America won the trade. No more talking about this. Then a Bears fan says, Packers fleeced him in terms of draft capital, but if Rodgers is still himself on the Jets, it's a win-win trade. In other words, I mean, obviously, if they end up winning, yeah. Packers won easily. Packers won for simply getting rid of Rodgers. Packers easily. Packers fleeced. Don't know if that's fleeced them or got fleeced. Uh, Big T says, Packers easy. Packers won by a mile. Any Packers fan who isn't satisfied with the tr trade is a casual. Then David says, the Packers, as a Jets fan, I'm done with this organization. We drafted an elite talent second overall and never gave him a real chance, then sold the future for a part-time drug addict. <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle with this franchise. <laughs> oh, that was funny. 55-45, <laughs> Packers won the trade. Pretty fair deal, trade comp. And honestly, I do think it's a fair deal, but based on where the line has been set, the Packers got more than what has been expected this entire time. The trade compensation standalone, I'd say Packers. Honestly, Green Bay, lots of draft capital. Jets really gave away multiple first and second rounders for a quarterback to play one year. Holy LOL. Exactly. 
Packers by a mile. Packers, especially if he plays 65% of, of uh, snaps. Bears fan says the Jets are so poverty. <laughs> I love that the Bears fans are coming in. They're not even trying to lie. There's one guy. I I, I muted this guy because he's a complete D-bag. But, of course, whenever you see that this is from somebody, it's like you just click on it see what they said. But he was like the only guy I saw that said the Jets. And he all he said was probably the Jets. But Bears fans aren't even, for the most part, coming in to disagree that the Packers won the trade. They're simply coming in to talk about how much they hate the Jets for getting fleeced. Uh, Packers now have Jordan Love as a QB1. That's an automatic L. All right, well, that has nothing to do with the trade. Green Bay, I'm so glad my Raiders did not trade for Aaron Rodgers. So Raiders fans are in on it. Packers got potentially two firsts for an old quarterback is wild. So I was getting the impression at first when I just real quick looked at the first couple comments. I was like, oh man, everybody seems to think the Jets won. That's kind of wild. I'm guessing people weren't paying attention, but no, it's... uh, Unless PFF is nothing but Packers fans. I converted all the Packers fans to PFF fans over here. Mr. You Are the Militia did the math for us. He said 11.05 games he needs to play. So that's what we need Rodgers to do. Play 11 games. Actually, it needs to be more than that, right? Because, I mean, 11.05 still is 12. It's a lot of games. You sure about that math, Militia man? Yeah, he is. Okay, fine. I'll shut up. I don't know stuff. Mr. Andrew Brandt. I'm just reading. I'm just reading stuff now, man, because I'm having fun. Mr. Andrew Brandt says, so let me get this straight. The Packers get a first round pick swap in 2023, a high second round pick in 2023, a likely first round pick in 2024, at worst a second and a high second, a $60 million financial obligation taken off their hands for a player that was never going to play for them. Tyler Dunn added to that. It's almost like Brian Gutekunst knew exactly what he was doing all along this offseason. Tom Pelissero added in, it'll be a day or two before the Aaron Rodgers trade is submitted to the league office. He'll sign a revised contract with the Packers to facilitate the trade to help Green Bay's cap, but everything has been agreed to and will be official before the draft. He'll be a Jet. That might be, I'm not going to say it's the biggest news, but that's really important detail. I want to see this. I want to see what exactly that means. Because right now we're taking on an additional $9 million in cap, which I personally don't super care, but what, what do you mean? You're revising what what are we what are we doing now? So that's going to be um, it, it says a day or two before it's submitted to the league office. I'm guessing at that point, unless I mean unless they just kind of leak out what that means, which I'm guessing that's going to be highly speculated. But um, <laughs> Bruce Iron says you hear that? That's the sound of Jets fans deleting all their no way we give them pick thirteen tweets. All right, we're gonna just about wrap this thing up, but it gets much much better than that. The the Draft trade chart, like I said, that I used was the old, outdated one. Um, Tej Seth used, I think, the most um, modern one, which is the Fitzgerald Spielberg chart. With that chart, the Packers get a total of 4,493 worth of value. The Jets get 2,025, which is a difference of 2,468 points, which is the equivalent of the number three overall pick. And again, this is the more modern chart, which is to say that more data and analytics have been used to come to better conclusions based on the values of these picks. And so a more old school interpretation of this, which is probably more player value driven than pick value driven, like more modern day analytics, would say that we got roughly pick 13. But based on more modern analytics, we got pick three for Aaron Rodgers. And so I'm, I'm having so much fun reading all this stuff. But I think I'll end with this. <laughs> well, we'll do two because I'm just staring at it. Bill Simmons uh, tweeted out, Do you want our 39-year-old quarterback? We want to dump him so badly that we don't care about our massive cap hit. He really wants out. Also, we have no other options available. 
Sure, what about a second, a conditional first, and we'll swap 13 and 15? Um, done. By the way, this is going to be, a lot of people are going to be tweeting this out. You know why? Because this is the Packers have no leverage crowd. This is the, this is the people saying, I cannot believe what they got. Because they've been wrong this entire time about everything. Anyways, Bruce Irons, we'll end with this. Say what you want about Brian Gutekunst's draft record, but the trades he made involving Jair Alexander, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers make him maybe the best Packers GM I can remember when it comes to winning trades. That's hard to dispute. This is a fantastic trade with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, we already heard the story about that. The Raiders were completely unwilling to do the trade. They said it was way out of line, they weren't going to do it, and eventually they just gave in. And then Jair Alexander is unbelievable. We traded back, got a first-round pick to move back a couple picks, then moved back up and got Jair Alexander. So, again, you take that, couple it with his free agency record. Even if you think he's a below-average drafter, which I think there's almost no data to back you up, to call the guy a garbage GM and to immediately want him replaced with somebody else, I think is wildly ridiculous. I think for most people, maybe not everybody, that's mostly based on emotion and probably based on 95% having to do with Jordan Love. The fact of the matter is, the Packers were in a terrible situation and should not have had really any leverage, should not have had any real way out of this. And yet here we sit. We got everything from Aaron Rodgers down to the very last drop. We even waited a year too long and saw him kind of deteriorate before our very eyes. And then we got a we we moved up to 13 in this round. We got a next year's first round pick. We got a second round pick. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Anyways, again, this was meant to just be sort of a breaking news thing. Um, got a lot more recording to do, other podcasts and whatnot going on. So why is Bam Margera on the run? <laughs> okay, final final thing. All of this happened today before 5 p.m. Tucker Carlson got fired. Don Lemon got fired. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets. Um, something, some case that I've never heard of going to uh, the jury, Disney layoffs, arrest warrant for Bam Margera, Sega workers' former union, Ed Sheeran music copyright trial begins. Something in the water, man. By the way, news universe, you could spread this out a little bit so we're not bored 90% of our life and then overloaded with stuff that I can't even process because it's coming in too fast. Oh, and we have to figure out the Packers, uh, what to do with Jordan Love's fifth-year option by next week. So there you go. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. You guys have a great rest of your day. More on this. By the way, Packernet After Dark call in. Have a good one. Bye-bye.